All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are here. We are here. My new friend here, Miha, is here in the building, the virtual building, and he's going to help us today succeed with business by creating systems and building teams. And um, this is going to be great. Is that right, Miha? Is that what you're going to do for us today? Yes, Brian. That's why I'm here. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to you picking my brain so we can give as much value as possible to the audience. Awesome. And pick I will. We will definitely be doing that today on this latest episode of The Authority Project. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. And we are here with another episode of The Authority Project. I'm your host, Brian S. Arnold, and you are the project. And we want to slap authority to your name so you can sell more of what you're great at. And we are here again uh, with Miha here. We're talking about succeeding with business by creating systems and teams. And we have a lot to share today. This is going to be great. So tell us, before we even dive in, Miha, please tell us um, personally who, who you are per, per, personally and professionally. Um, and I usually, I, usually, I usually try to get everyone's last name, so I'm not going to do it. You tell us your, your, whole, your, real, your whole name because I want, I want people to know your whole name. Um, and then tell us who you are personally and professionally. Go right ahead. Sure. Uh, so my name is Micha Matlievsky. Micha is really just a short version of Mikhail. So Micha would be Mike from Michael. Ah, okay. Um, so a very international name, Michael. Um, so personally, whew, um, <laughs> oh boy. So I am from Slovenia. I moved three and a half years ago to Serbia, which is a East, Eastern European country. I came here because of my love to uh, rescue animals, and I do a mm. lot of that. Uh, <clears throat> I love dancing. I love cooking. Uh, I love helping people. Um, I'm 42 years old, divorced, um, and instead of kids, I have furry babies. So I have, <laughs> I have four, four dogs all saved from the streets that are living together with me. And that's about it, probably. I mean, I've had an interesting life that was half professional, half personal. I mean, everything was just intertwined. So, mm -hmm. uh, And professionally, for the last couple of years, I'm a business coach, and I do believe that I'm a damn good one. Okay. <laughs> uh, but before that, I was what you would call a serial entrepreneur, startup founder. So I had multiple companies of my own, um, even scaled one of them, the last one before I sold it, to um, from zero to 
uh, almost $50 million in the first year in revenue, mm, and then wow. $730 million in the second year. Then I stepped down as the CEO, uh, and I was leading the negotiation because a big competitor, a Fortune 100 company, uh, did the semi-hostile takeover. Mm. So I can't talk too much about that, but uh, yeah, that was like the accomplishment of my entrepreneurial career. Wow. And then I thought, you know, I'm just going to go and uh, enjoy my life somewhere on the beach drinking cocktails. And after about three days, I got super bored. I guess <laughs> once you're an entrepreneur, yeah. it's in your blood. Right. And so I started going to different meetups and uh, uh, people were asking me, you know, they don't recognize you. So who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, tell us your story. And yeah. as I was sharing my failures, my successes, a lot of fellow entrepreneurs were like, hey, can I buy you lunch and pick your brain a little bit? And it felt so good to help others. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of fell into the whole training, coaching, consulting, mentoring uh, mix of what I do today professionally. Awesome. I love that. So... Tell us, uh, is there, so what, what is your current project that you're working on right now? Oh, I'm always working on multiple projects. So uh, okay. they're all somehow related to business development. Um, okay. So I have programs for completely new entrepreneurs, uh, all the way to masterminds for seven, eight figure entrepreneurs. And I do a lot of leadership coaching that's kind of like the thing that i love the most the soft skills you know the emotional intelligence and all of that um for fortune 500 companies uh, one of the biggest clients is coach new york the fashion brand from us okay, yeah yeah um yeah so i do a, a leadership coaching for them and so on so it's it's very mixed thing uh, I do things locally. I try to help a lot to the developing countries uh, like okay. Africa, Philippines, Southeast Asia in general, uh, and so on. So a mix of things. I, I kind of like the diversity of the things that I do. I don't think I could just do one thing. Even, uh, I, like I said, I love dancing. And yeah. yes, I like uh, more the Latin dances, uh, okay. salsa bachata reggaeton but nice. even when i was going to salsa parties i had to go you know dance a little bit of this dance a little bit of that i can't see myself dancing just salsa for five hours <laughs> right, right gotcha gotcha i love it i love it so um tell us what your what what does your daily routine look like well my dogs wake me up so okay. I don't need an alarm clock uh, and damn uh, dogs, they wake me up usually at around <laughs> 5.30 in the morning. Okay. Now that I can sleep as much as I want, All I'm right. sleeping less than uh, any time <laughs> before in my life. So it starts with them. Uh, we have to play a little and then, you know, I do my morning routine um, and then uh, just really a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, uh, I do some coaching. I create some content for my programs. I do some animal rescue. I okay. cook lunch. So, like, yeah. just the whole day is very uh, 
uh, again, a lot of diversity in my whole day. Nice. And then um, later in the evening, I have an evening routine as well. Yeah. And then off to bed. Okay. Love it. I love it. Okay. So tell, tell us, tell us where, you, where your story begins. What, what, what got, got you this itch of entrepreneurism and wanting to be in this whole, this whole space? Oh boy, that goes a lot, a lot in my childhood. My uncle was a big entrepreneur for okay. a small country of Macedonia. That's where my father is from. Yeah. And he had this big company. And every time, because we were going every year for summer vacation to Macedonia, they have this wonderful big lake. And so we always went there for vacation. And instead of going to the beach every morning, I went with my uncle to mm -hmm. his company and I wanted to know everything, you know, like yeah. uh, my mom was constantly buying me new encyclopedias because I was always just the curious kid asking okay. everything, wanting to know how things work and so on. Right. And so, yeah, just by being alongside of him, uh, it, it felt like an interesting thing. And then later on, I dropped out of high school when I was 17 and I didn't know anything you know I had no <laughs> uh, official learning official degree or anything and entrepreneurship sounded like the good thing <laughs> because you're your own boss right. and so yeah that's how my journey began at uh, literally 18 years old awesome awesome Great. so let's, let's let's dive in let's dive into um, the plight of the solopreneur they wear a lot of hats, right? Um, we talked about in the emails that, that it's a risky proposition going into business by yourself. You're doing everything. Um, it's your dream, but you, uh, you, you're you in the trenches a lot early, early and often. So how do we get out of the trenches is the question. Well, I mean, Whenever I talk to fellow entrepreneurs, no matter what stage they're in, I, I still haven't found an entrepreneur who wouldn't say, I am an entrepreneur because I want the freedom. Mm. Now, we all have different definitions of freedom, but I still haven't heard any entrepreneur say to me, oh, my idea of freedom is working 18 hours a day seven days a week for the next 30 years. I, I, I don't right. know one that say that. Um, right. Most often those freedoms are to travel, to um, you know spend more time with the family, to do this, to do that, to create an impact, like anything else. But I, I my dream is to work 18 hours a day. But when, right. when people start entrepreneurial journey, of course, if you don't have a lot of resources, mainly money, so that you can afford to hire people from the beginning, right. and even then it wouldn't be the smartest thing because you don't have enough experience and you can easily get scammed by people offering you stuff and you don't even know how to do the due diligence. So it's a good thing that you jump in a little bit, but right. there's then the difference between the freedom mindset. I call it what's easy and what's freedom. The easiest thing is just to do things by yourself. I mean, you have control yeah. <laughs> over it. You can be perfectionist as much as you want, even though there's no such thing as perfection and, right. and so on. And 
And, and a lot of them just get caught in this hamster wheel of, I'll learn everything, I'll do everything, I have to control everything. And maybe even they go out and explore a little bit of hiring somebody, not even a full time, maybe just a freelancer or something like that. And because they don't know how to do the due diligence, they get burned. Mm. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I got burned thousands of times. So, you know, I know how that feels. And then, you know, they're afraid that that might happen again. And they say, well, you know, it's better for me to just do it myself. Right. But that will not get you to, to freedom. Um, that You are your own bottleneck, your own limitation if you do things like that because you only have 24-7. You don't have unlimited energy. I mean, even if you sell, I don't know, coaching for hundreds of thousands of dollars per year to big corporate clients, mm-hmm. you, you still won't go beyond, you know, seven figures. Okay. Yeah. So... And, and you will burn yourself out because nobody can run a marathon as if it's a sprint. You, you just right. can't do that. And yeah. so the only way, if you want to grow and if you want to have the freedom, you need a system. Because if you're relying on, oh, John, he's the best salesperson. Mm. But what if John goes? What yeah. if something <laughs> happens to John what if right. John goes skiing and falls and needs to stay in a hospital for two months or something like that whatever can happen right so if you really want the true freedom um, your business must not depend on anybody including you name surname it needs mm-hmm. to be a system with roles and there needs to be a system behind those roles and checks and balances in place and quality management and so on so that your business can grow or scale uh, and you have the freedom. For me, the biggest freedom, I always tell everybody, I think there are three freedoms. The easiest one is freedom of money. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're in at, at the start, you might not see it that way because you're still yeah. struggling, but that's the easiest mm-hmm. one to achieve. Okay. Now, a much harder one is, and you can't do that one before the freedom of money. So it always goes freedom of money. That gives you the resource that you need to start creating a team. And mm-hmm. when you do that, a system, a team, um, then you get the freedom of time. And it's not easy because you have to learn also how to let go and how to not be the control freak and the micromanager and so on. But only when you have those two freedoms, you have, in my opinion, the ultimate freedom, which is the freedom of choice, where you don't have to do things. You choose to do things. So, you know, um, I, I don't have to do many things, but I choose to do this interviews because I love them. I choose to jump on a Zoom call with the client because I love doing that. And I can't imagine a single day passing by without me talking to a few entrepreneurs. Like mm. I said, it, it's it's you know it's my uh, my crowd that that you know uh, that I want to be surrounded with. I, I can't imagine myself going to a local pub and talking about the weather and the politics and, you know, I mean, that's just not something that I <laughs> would talk about anyway. Right. Right. So uh, this is great stuff, man. So um, 
so I starting a system then shouldn't have no is is there is the, there's no cost to that right there's, I mean you can start a system like this week if you wanted to basically how yeah. how how does how does one go about thinking about creating or or starting a, a system to their business well system is basically let's call it two things one is strong foundations every company needs foundations foundations yeah. would be company culture mission vision uh, values you figuring out why you do what you do uh, yeah. how, how, who's your ideal client and and things like that you know so that that's part of the foundation which is uh, i mean that's the foundation and then it's really the operations so how do we do what we do and the easiest thing that how I tell my clients to do it is just when you do something, as you're doing it, just write down all the stuff that you're doing. Or maybe you have a young child, bring yeah. them to work, put a camera somewhere and just show your kid exactly what you're doing and record that. So you capture the current operations. And once you have that captured, then you can brainstorm how you can automatize certain things maybe some tools you can use, what you can delegate. And you start with delegating the stuff that you don't like. Uh, <laughs> I would say in the beginning, things that need to be done, but you don't like doing them. Yeah. And let's say from a perspective of what will bring me ROI if I invest into that. But you should ask yourself anyway, even when you're doing, you know, like why would I be on LinkedIn and spend two hours a day on LinkedIn if all the numbers are telling me that all my clients are coming from Pinterest. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, even if you just do it yourself, it's a waste of time. And when you are hiring somebody to do those things for you, yeah. I mean, unless you are at a higher level where you want to do some branding and you don't care about the immediate result, you know, you just want to be omnipresent and so on. That's a different right. thing. Right. But, you know, as you are growing and your resources are limited, you just have to think in terms of ROI and start delegating. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, they write out the task list for the day and it's usually a huge list. And <laughs> yes, what, yes. they, they yeah. wanna go in this order, do, delete, delegate. Right. So first they try to do whatever they can. Then when they fail, they try to delete a few things. And maybe the last thing is to come up with an idea who to delegate it to, but the right order should be delete, delegate, do. So first you uh, go through the list, okay. just ground yourself, don't be emotional and logically, really logically think, is this really something that I have to do? Is it just busy work or is actually accomplishing anything? You can mm -hmm. delete a whole lot because when we put things on the list, we're usually a bit emotional. Yeah, And you know, then, our vision is a little bit clouded, a little bit foggy, and we just put things on the list. But when you go through it realistically, when I do that with my client, we eliminate at least one third of the things, if not half. Now, when you are left with that half, then figure out what you can delegate. And then you will yeah. be end up with maybe four, five, six things that you actually have to do yourself. Awesome. Awesome. So we got the system part done. So starting a team, how realistic is that or is well to start a team in the early stages or 
should I say, when when is it time for you to actually start thinking about starting a team? Should you start with like maybe outs work out like outsourcing work first, and then yeah. maybe work work into that, or or how how should how should, how should one get into get into that into that mode? I mean, um, of course you don't hire uh, somebody full time if you don't have full time job to be accomplished. Yeah. Uh, until then, you outsource or you know, part-time or freelancers, or you go to Upwork, Fiverr, freelancer.com, whatever. I mean, there's plenty of ways how you can find things. And you can start that in the beginning. I mean, you know, if you're from Europe or from US, you probably have another 100 US dollars or 200 US dollars that you can spare per month. Now, if if you look around a little bit, you know, Eastern Europe or Southeast Asia, you can get somebody for five, ten dollars per hour that can maybe do certain things for you. And you can just start with that a few hours here, a few hours there. And then, you know, you slowly, Mm -hmm. as you start generating some income, you start hiring more and more and more. And that's really that. Now, if you are blessed with a big bank account, um, then you can start <laughs> that even sooner. You can right. go from the start creating a team. But like I said, if you don't have prior experience with hiring and entrepreneurship, that wouldn't be the best idea anyway. Uh, it's mm-hmm. good that you jump in a little bit first, uh, you know, try a few things. At least you will know what you're looking for, who you're yeah. looking for. What is some realistic time? Because if I can do something in an hour, then somebody who is an expert should be able to do that in, I don't know, half an hour. Right, right. So So so, that gives you a little bit of an idea what you're looking for, who you're looking for. And very important thing, um, often, and this is even with bigger companies that don't do proactive HR, is we just go out, have a few beers, we end up in a in a, a one night stand, and then in the morning we pop the question. That's not how you do things. <laughs> I mean, I guess that maybe one couple in ten years does that, and they live happily ever after. But you know, right. <laughs> every now and then somebody uh, wins the lottery as well. Uh, right. But that's not how you would want to do it. You want to develop some relationship because when people start hiring, they they just focus on the skills. And yeah. yes, of course, the skills are necessary, but the problems are usually from the relationship, not from the skills. Yeah. yeah. So that's a very important thing, whether you're hiring somebody to work full time or yeah. if you are hiring a copywriter, but you know that you will need those services. Another thing is if you just need something once, you go out, you shop around, you buy, they do their work. Thank you very much. That's that. But right. whenever you are creating a more long-term relationship, don't skip the dating part. So great on that. What about the fear in doing these things? The fear of letting go, the fear of finding the wrong person and losing money on that. What What do you say to people who, you know, who are, who are afraid of that trial and error period where am I going to waste my money on this person? Or I waste my waste money doing, doing these things. How do you get over that out of, out of that anxiety, I guess? <laughs> well, I mean, 
there's always that fear, but you know, um, you counter that with the freedom that awaits you. And you know, you, you have to make a decision. What do I want? Just a high paying job where I spend twice the time that I would at a nine to five, or do I want freedom? I mean, that's something you really need to ask yourself very mm -hmm. early on. But there are many techniques, many ways how you can approach the whole thing so that you minimize. Uh, for my clients, I even have a processes or a workflow how to choose somebody to work with, how to create yeah. partnerships, how to do due diligence. So yes. it, it's really a process. And even nowadays, whenever I overlook my process, I fuck up. So, yeah. but there is a process. How it's it's not foolproof. Uh, every now and then, maybe somebody is is good, you know, at, at psychology, and they will tell you exactly what you want to hear and everything, and then they will scam you at the end as well. But there are ways how you can really, really uh, boil that down to minimum. Uh, and 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 really do it in a very unrisky way. But nothing is 100. I mean, the only thing that's really sure is we have to pay the taxes, we will fail, and we will die. I think those are the only three things that are absolutely 100% sure. Awesome. I love this, man. This is great stuff. <laughs> great, great stuff. Hope everybody's listening because this is this is is is, is it's, it's spot on for sure. Spot on. Um, Here's my last question for you. Access out of all of my guests goes something like this. The guests hear you, and the audience hears you right now. They love what you're saying. They 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 love your that you have so so much experience and knowledge on this. They have similar similar journeys or 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 are going on the same path that you are, and they want to do the same things that you're doing, right? Same things that you're doing. Um, can you tell them? A few, give them a few tidbits or something of something of advice or whatever on how to be an authority in this space. How to be an authority? Well, yeah. I mean, um, one thing is you, you need some expertise to be an authority. I mean, if you've yeah. never done yeah. anything, then, you know, I mean, you, you will hardly be an authority. <laughs> um, you can have a lot of theoretical knowledge, but I think that people nowadays are mostly looking for people who really walk the talk. Um, so you first have to be good at something, and and that something doesn't have to be uh, uh, doesn't have to be any business stuff. I mean, I had clients who were good at uh, gaming, and now they are coaching and teaching people how to be a gamer. So you know, look inwards look at what maybe people are already asking you for advice maybe something you're spending a lot of time on um, often just go to youtube and check what youtube is recommending to you because probably you're watching a lot of videos on stuff that uh, mm -hmm. you love and uh, you're really <laughs> passionate about but you know if you want to be an authority first you need to have something of value that you can give to others and then I would say you have to get good at uh, communication, whether that's written communication, video, audio, whatever is best for you. But and, and then you need to put that content out there. And now, of course, uh, the more 
you target a niche, the faster you will create a momentum. The more broad you are speaking to, um, the harder it will be. Yeah, great stuff, man. Great stuff. <laughs> Experience, people. That's what he's saying. Experience. Get out there and do it. Yeah, this is this is great, Miha. I, hey, I have no words. <laughs> I have no words. This is you're getting it from a pro, a real pro here, a real pro. Um, and I'm I'm so glad to get got you on the show here. Please tell people where they can find you after the show. Well, the easiest thing is go to Google, type in Fail Coach. I'm still the only fail coach in the world, so <laughs> they will easily find me everywhere. And, okay. you know, um, if they're interested in something, the best way is to just reach out to me. The easiest way is on Facebook. Just send me a message to, to me personally. Reach out. Because, like I said, I have many different things, and they are all under unique brands. Um, okay. So uh, I can then guide them in the right direction depending on what they need. Uh, but yeah, uh, just go fail coach and, you know, uh, you'll find me everywhere. Awesome. That's great, man. So go look, look this guy up. He's the real deal. Go to fail, coach, check him out, check out his content, um, and learn more from this guy. This is, I mean, I, you can't go Thank wrong. You, <laughs> you can't go wrong. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So, um, also people make sure you get on that authority letter.com to um, join the list and start building your platform. I'm going to um, get some video series there was working on right now. That's already in, it's already in the works right now. Go on that list and start getting that, getting that content. Uh, hopefully that's beneficial, beneficial to you. I know it will be. It's my, it's my motto, build it, share it, and they will come. So it's going to be just like that three, three, three step system. Check that out. Great stuff. Or text. We are live at four, four, two, two, two. Um, I'm done. I'm 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 definitely filled filled from this from this particular thirty minutes we have to share. Uh, do you have any final words at all that you want to share with the audience? Well, I mean, I want to say thank you, Brian, for uh, inviting me and uh, giving me this opportunity to speak to a whole new audience. Yeah. Uh, I always love doing that. But to your audience, just if you are going into entrepreneurship, or if you already are an entrepreneur. Just go online and look a little bit about the business foundations and, and, and lay down those foundations. Building a business is just the same as building a house. You, you first put in the foundations. If those foundations are good and strong, you can build up. If you lay down weak foundations, a little wind or something will come and your house will crumble like a house of cards. So strong foundations. I know it's not sexy. I know it's boring, but that is what will create a long-term, a sustainable business for you, your family, and to really give you the freedom that we all jump into the entrepreneurship for the freedom. So if you want that freedom, lay down solid foundations. Awesome. I love it. That's it. I have, no, I have nothing else. That is it, y'all. Be blessed. Take care. Miha, great stuff, man. Great stuff. Take care. Be Thank blessed. You. Out for this episode of the Authority Project. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye.
And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.